Hello, 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 and welcome to Courageously Kind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Liz. We're twin sisters and best friends. Together, we share stories of especially kind humans doing especially kind things in hopes that these conversations motivate and inspire you to be kinder to yourself and others. When we're not speaking with an incredible guest, we'll speak directly from our hearts about what it means to us to be courageously kind. Today, we had the absolute honor of being joined by Brandon Harvey, founder and CEO of Good Good Good. Good 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 is a company that hosts a website, a podcast, all social media platforms, and most awesomely, awesomely a word? It is, it is now. Today. Most awesomely, <laughs> they have a real printed newspaper solely dedicated to good news. It's so beautiful. There's photos on their Instagram if you want to go check it out, and then you can totally order some. Um, but they're honestly so beautiful. Beautiful, like, classic newspaper. I feel like newspaper is so, like, classic. Yeah. I don't know. It's so cool. So cool. We also talked about how to get involved and the importance of getting involved. And so often we hear the news and it makes us feel really terrible. And then that's as far as it goes. But Good 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 is really, really emphasizing the importance of getting involved in your community and in your world. Yeah. This beautiful world we live in. Yes. This episode is packed full of ways to be more mindful where we consume news that can be quite heavy and can weigh on our hearts. And what to do when we feel hopeless by the news that we're consuming. This conversation <laughs> was so full of joy and so full of energy and can't wait for you guys to hear it. Here it goes. Start from the beginning. Tell us your whole life story. We love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm so excited to be here. So I grew up in uh, the Pacific Northwest. I grew mm-hmm. up uh, in uh, Eastern Washington State, almost by Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful town. Uh, I loved it. And early on, I had this amazing opportunity to uh, like take a photography class in high school that gave mm-hmm. everybody in the class a camera, which felt like a huge deal where we got to use it for a whole year, take mm-hmm. it home on the weekends, all that stuff. And I would imagine that most people, you know, you you do your photography assignments and then it stays in your camera bag the rest of the time. But for me, I was like, I have a free camera for a year. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go hard. Yeah. And I just started like giving myself my own photography challenges and okay. finding people like photographers online that I admired who were outside of my hometown and uh, fell in love with this medium. And I was fortunate enough to find a mentor. Her name is Karen, and she uh, taught me, you know, about my, you know, focal lengths and f stops and uh, aperture, shutter speed, uh, ISO, all of the all of the stuff. But in the midst of that learning, she also basically gave me this message of, "Hey, if you have a skill that's unique, that you're energized about, that that you feel talented in." Uh, you have a responsibility to use that for good. Uh, and there's a million ways that you can use that for good. And and she modeled a lot of those for me, just, you know, uh, shooting free photos for somebody who couldn't afford it, volunteering with nonprofits, uh, using photography to tell a story that was important and people needed to hear about. And that really, really stuck with me. And, you know, even though I'm not, I mean, I still have my camera, I still shoot photos, but like, I'm not a professional photographer anymore more because I, I did that for a decade. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I'm not 
a photographer anymore, I'm still following that same advice of, hey, if you've got something you're passionate about, interested in, it, you have an obligation to find a way to make a difference in some way. Uh, and so that path, you know, led from me being a, a regular photographer shooting weddings and senior portraits and stuff like that to being a humanitarian photographer, getting to travel all over the world, you know, helping nonprofits tell their stories, yeah. uh, getting to document people making a difference. And then eventually to founding Go Good Good, which, you know, I know we'll get into, but it's a media mm -hmm. company where we just focus on good news. And uh, and I get to run that with a, a, a bunch of cool team members across the country. But I live in beautiful Portland, Oregon, uh, where I get to spend time on the water and get to spend time berry picking and get to spend time walking my my dog, Pop-Tart. <laughs> Pop-Tart! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love that's that name. So I'm that's obsessed. incredible. That's <laughs> incredible. So let's get into the good, good, good. You, when did you start? How did, like, the idea for, like, good news come from? So it was definitely the time where I was, you know, a professional humanitarian photographer. I was getting mm -hmm. to travel all over the world and meeting just the most inspiring people in communities and on every continent. I just, I haven't visited Antarctica yet, but also there's not a lot of people there. So I think that's fine. And I was getting to meet people on every continent who, you know, when there was a bad news story that, you know, you and I probably just watched on the news. We're like, oh, that sucks that that's happening. Or yeah. that is breaking my heart that that's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, usually that's the end of the news coverage. And right. then I would get to like fly in a few weeks later, or a month later, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And my job was to get to know the amazing, inspiring people who are working to create solutions to those mm -hmm. problems, whether it's a natural mm -hmm. disaster or a lack of access to food and nutrition, people not treating women right, like a, a myriad of different issues. I was always so like almost, I don't know if this is the right word to describe it, but like pleasantly surprised to be like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. there's a person here making a difference on this issue. And yes. not only like trying, but like succeeding. Like there's this yeah. quote from Mr. Rogers where he said, when I was a boy and I'd see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And I kind of thought that it was like a, you know, maybe an exaggeration or, you know, like a little phrase. Right. Truly, like literally every issue, you know, I've ever seen, uh, you know, as a humanitarian photographer and now with Kogi Good, I'm yeah. like, oh, she was right. You will always yeah. find helpers. And so I would come back from these trips just so energized by these stories. And I was like, I need to find a way to tell people. And I was like trying to share it on my personal Instagram and it was helping a little bit. But I was like, mm -hmm. this is like not enough people like more people need to find out about this. Okay. And like, of course, like these posts are like mixed in with like, you know, like an Instagram story of me like trying to like go get a burrito down the street right. at my little like <laughs> neighborhood Mexican restaurant. And, right. you know, I'm like, there's probably a lot of people who would like this good news who do not care about <laughs> me. And, and I'm fine with that. Like that's super valid. Uh, yeah. And so that was a, that was kind of the very beginning stages of good, 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 where I was like, this is like, it not only, you know, should reach beyond me, but like, this is so much bigger than me. And there's so many other people who have, valuable, amazing perspectives that they can bring to this and they can share those. Um, so those were the early days. And then just started experimenting with, you know, okay, do we tell these stories on a podcast? Do we tell these mm -hmm. stories via an email newsletter? Mm -hmm. And then we got really wild and we were like, what if we like did something really crazy and we, uh, we 
told these stories via a print newspaper and it's it, it was like this like kind of dumb idea and then mm-hmm. it just snowballed where we were like but wait actually, actually maybe that would help us get off of social media where there's so much negativity maybe it would help us get out of our email inboxes maybe it would just help us unplug so we could absorb this good news a little bit better and also what if it was beautiful enough that you want to like hang it up on your wall in fact that art yes. behind me is like from the centerfold of the good newspaper and maybe it's yeah. gorgeous enough that you leave it on your coffee table or you're like I want to gift this gift this to a friend and it yeah. kind of like fulfills this goal of we want people to feel more hopeful and we want people to do more good and if the weirdness of creating a print newspaper can help cut through that noise a little bit then let's do it and like it's wild because people it, it works like people yeah. keep on subscribing and we keep on making them we've made almost awesome. 40 issues now and uh it's really fun to just like every month get to create a bunch of you know good news and, and like package it up in a newspaper and ship it across the world yeah. um and of course we have that online too and we have uh mm-hmm. we still have the email and the podcast and all these things um but it's been really really beautiful to like just find this community of people who care about celebrating the good in the world and then joining in and, and becoming the good in the world and so that's that's what we do at good 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 I love it. I love that you were like, it was a wild idea because when I told Liz, we should start a podcast. She was like, you're crazy. No one will listen. Like that's insane. We, we were not like content creators. We didn't know anything. She was like, you're insane. But I love that. I feel like some of the best ideas are the ones that are like, what if we actually like did this? Yeah. The other little secret about that too, is it's like, most people look at it and they go, that's crazy. That's wild. I don't want to do that uh, mm-hmm. because it's too wild. And so mm-hmm. if you do the thing that everybody's scared to do, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have an edge on your, you know, quote unquote competition, because there's not that yeah. many people who take that risk to do the thing. There's a lot of people who have thought about starting a podcast, right. but not that many people who actually have in the grand scheme of things. And so by taking that leap, like it's that bravery, like, I, I see it pay off more times than not. And also yeah. if it doesn't pay off, what's the risk? You had a fun exactly. time. Like exactly. you learned a new skill on how to edit audio. Like exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. So did you throughout the creation, throughout taking that, you know, wild leap, were there any challenges that you, you came across? Yeah. I mean, I feel like one of the, <laughs> the, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, we learned we learned this a little too late, but apparently our brains all are wired with this internal negativity bias. It's just like <laughs> evolutionarily true. And I like we learned this like a year into the company uh, where bad news sticks to our brains like Velcro and good news slides right off our brains like a slip and slide. And it's the reason why, you know, of all the positive comments you've gotten, you know, those aren't the things you probably think about at the end of the day. You probably are like, oh, what was that one rude one that I got? Like, that's the Mm -hmm. one that stuck with your brain because our brains are hardwired for this, which it used to help protect us from danger. And now it, it, our brains are trying their best to protect you from danger, but like the comments not going to like kill you like a saber tooth tiger would have. (laughs) Right. And so that was the biggest thing where we were like, oh, it will always be an uphill battle to create a good news company because Mm -hmm. we all say we want it we all do at our core want it and need it Mm -hmm. but our brains are always going to a little bit prioritize the bad over the good 
So you've got to like fight a little bit harder for it. Mm. And I think I was a little underprepared for that to start with. Yeah. And it still is like a little like, it's almost like sad to me, mm. but it makes me feel even more excited about all of the people who are willing to fight for that as well. Like I'm super excited to be meeting the two of you because I'm sure it's a choice to focus on positivity. It's a choice to like put content out into the world that's positive when yeah. you know, maybe if you were a little bit more cynical, maybe if you were a little bit more negative, you could probably get some more downloads. <laughs> right. <a> <laughs> exactly and, you know, you're choosing to not do that and uh, yeah. and i love connecting with you know folks who are doing that and i think it makes it even more special i totally agree yeah. totally agree <laughs> so how i guess i'm trying to think of how to phrase this i think a lot of people when they think about the news nowadays they have a lot of maybe like polarizing opinions about news and about journalism. And I feel like there's a lot of maybe skepticism around news outlets. I'm curious to know, like, do you think, I I think like skepticism of news outlets is a little bit of a good thing, you know, to know where sources are coming from, to know where you're getting your information from. But I think maybe some people can take it too far. I don't know. What are your thoughts on people that maybe have a hard time trusting news outlets or media outlets or that sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's a super good question. And, you know, I'll start off by saying that we don't think that anybody should only get their news from good, good, good. As proud as we are of what we cover, you know, Mm -hmm. we think that journalism is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are, you know, traditional journalism outlets that are just really, really good at, you know, finding the truth and communicating it clearly. Yeah. I would say that uh, there are better forms of media for certain things. Um, I think all in all, you know, I would say read the news, don't watch the news. uh, Mm. Because if you are cable news and you've got to fill 24 hours a day of content, and sometimes there just isn't that much stuff. Like you can just be like, oh, this thing happened. Here's the details. Honestly, like if you read an article, it takes five minutes, but they've got to fill that other 55 minutes of that hour uh, before they cut to a commercial. And so they're going to just stretch it and it's going to feel rather than like a five minute problem, it's going to feel like an hour long problem. Mm -hmm. And so, but when you, you know what, here's how I practice uh, Mm -hmm. consuming the news. And, you know, it it might vary for different people because I my job is to pay attention to the news a little bit. But, you know, I set certain hours of my day every day where I'm going to go consume the news and I'm only going to consume it during that time. I don't have any push notifications for for news stuff on. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like just randomly scroll the news like while I'm watching TV at night. Mm -hmm. I. uh I have like my certain hours that I do this thing. And then at the end of that time, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I've consumed like probably enough information for a human. Um, (laughs) And then uh, the biggest thing though, is I always make sure that I do something with that information. So if I'm consuming the news and just feeling worse about the world, (laughs) like what was the point? Like, why did that help anybody? Um, But if I consume the news, then I go, that breaks my heart. I can't believe that thing is happening. Like I think about, you know, when it, when a natural disaster happens Mm -hmm. and I have the privilege of being all the way across the country or all the way across the world from that situation. Well, Mm -hmm. people locally, you know, they're busy dealing with that problem, but I'm far away. 
well, what would it look like for me to make a difference somehow? What would it look like for me to help raise awareness for this? What would it look like for me to donate $5 to an organization already on the ground? Uh, What would it look like for me to donate $5 to a particular like person in that community who's doing good? Like there's a lot of ways to do some good. Or what would it look like for, you know, for the example of natural disasters that are caused by climate change for me to say, you know, let me like donate some money or raise some awareness around some policy that's aligned with making sure that this kind of natural disaster doesn't have to be commonplace. Uh, You know, there's a lot of ways to get involved and make a difference, but all of a sudden doing that helps you not feel overwhelmed by the news and maybe helps Mm. you feel less cynical about the news. Um, And and in the end, I think it allows you to just be a, like a better citizen uh, and member of, you know, your community and the planet. Um, yeah. And then back to the issue of just like, are is the news like trustworthy or whatever? There's mm-hmm. places that are more trustworthy than others. You know, there's mm-hmm. some amazing organizations that help you understand biases. But the bit I would say the biggest thing is just understanding that uh, the world is complicated. And it's worthwhile to to you know pay attention to several sources to better understand that complexity. But again, you don't just have to go for the sake of like understanding things. Like if if your goal is to be outraged, you can find out like outlets that will help you feel outraged. But if your goal is to help and to make a difference, I think you can kind of consume a, a little bit of everything. And then when you see problems, you know, understand the problem a little bit more complexly and then do something about it. Uh, and so I think that the media is at its worst when we use it to fuel outrage and anger. And oh. it's at our best when it helps bring awareness to the problems of the world so that we who are unaffected can uh, do something about it. Oh, I love that so much. And I I love what you said about like intentionally mm-hmm. watching the news and consuming news. And like, because yeah. I do that all the time, like scrolling on Twitter in bed. I'm like, why am I doing it? Like, I'm supposed to be relaxing. I mean, it's fun. It, it's I mean, fun. It, it like, it tickles our brains, but it makes us feel right. bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I just absolutely love what you, what you said there. That's so good. And like doing something like actively, like being intentional about that. What I love about the good, good, good is Mm -hmm. that on your website, there's like so many ways to get involved too. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just like reporting on these stories and like do with this what you will, which some organizations do and that's fine. But like there's ways to get involved and ways to, to help. And what I also love about good, good, good is that it seems like you guys aren't necessarily like sharing like uplifting stories that like ignore what's going on in the world Mm. which I love because there are some organizations that do that um that just sort of like you know here's a story about a dog to make you forget about all of the terrible things that are happening which is fine like we need that sometimes Mm. but I love that you guys um seem like you are like trying to include like like you said people that are helping Mm. with the problems that are going on so that's really awesome Thank you. Yeah, I feel like that's something we care a lot about is we want to, you know, I think that most people feel a lack of hope or they feel overwhelmed because of the bad things in the world. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think you can solve that problem internally or culturally by Mm -hmm. continuing by ignoring the bad things, because at one point you're going to find out about them, you know, they're going to pile up um, and you're going to feel really, really heavy as a result. And so, um, I think the best thing you can do is you can uh, pay attention 
and then work to create a solution. And that's going to make you feel a lot more hopeful. And also, you know, inside of that process, you look for the helpers. You find the people who are doing good. And I think everybody's capable of doing that on your own. But if you need some help, like that's what good, good, good is for. Um, and I, I want to add in this, this uh, I want to read this quote really quick um, yeah. that I love. It's from Dolly Parton. My <gasps> wife is from... Love. Uh, Tennessee grew up going to Dollywood her whole life. And so I love Dolly now. Um, but Dolly says this: she says, we can't just hope for a brighter day. We have to work for a brighter day. Love too often gets buried in a world of hurt and fear. And we have to work to dig it out so we can share it with our family, our friends and our neighbors. And I just love this quote because <laughs> you know she's saying you know it's not just enough to just be like oh i really like i'm hoping that there's a brighter day in the future it's like no right. you've got to be a part of working for it and part yeah. of that work is saying i'm going to look for the good and i'm going to unbury it i'm going to share it with people and then i'm also mm -hmm. going to be the good i'm going to have to roll up my my sleeves and be the good and that is what is going to create the brighter day it won't happen on its own but i feel so much confidence knowing that there are so many people working for that brighter day and it makes me feel so hopeful absolutely totally oh, agree thank you so much for sharing that quote with us we love dolly we how can you it. not love dolly yes. oh my she's gosh she's the best <laughs> so unproblematic yeah you know, i've never heard anything bad about her <laughs> ever no no she's so good <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome we wanted to ask you a little bit about the name good 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 it was so funny when Maddie came to me and, and showed me your organization. It was so funny. Our grandfather always used to say his response to everything was good, 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 good. <laughs> so we say that in our house all the yes. time. Probably like every oh, day, honestly. <laughs> so where does that name come from? Yeah. Uh, well, so uh, I'll tell you the like poetic version and then I'll tell you the like very authentic version. <laughs> you know, it. there is something special about this phrase and I feel like you say it naturally. It comes off yeah. very like organically. Like your grandfather may not have been trying to say it or at least not at first. It just was like okay. a thing he said because it's a good way to communicate. I see it all the time in like TV shows where I'm like, oh my mm. gosh, I want to like go back like this in my company day. <laughs> right there. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just like in the script or whatever. Right. Um, and I like to think that, you know, it's just this reminder of, you know, you've got to look for the good, you've got to celebrate the good, and then you've got to join in and, and become the good. Um, so that's the poetic version. Beautiful. <laughs> the, the very authentic version is, you know, uh, we already had the good news letter, which was our, our newsletter. We mm. had a good, uh, oh, and then we had our podcast, which is called Sounds Good. And the newspaper had not yet come out yet when like we decided to make it a company. Um, and so I went online and I was like, oh, well, good, good. Because we've got Sounds Good and Good Newsletter, like would be a cute name. Go online to buy the, the website. It's already taken. And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I bet that we'll share some more good some other way. Like, let's try good, good, good. And the website was available. Goodgoodgood.org, goodgoodgood.co. Uh, <laughs> somebody random as goodgoodgood.com. So don't go to that one. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but if all of those were taken, I'm like, would we have gone good, 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 good? I don't think so. <laughs> we would have like been some other company. So yes, I think it's meaningful. It feels natural, but at the same time, it was also just a logistical, you know, what, what's going to work for buying a website. Right. I love it. We just bought our first oh, website. It was so much more complicated oh, than we gosh. thought, but oh, we were able cool. to get courageouslykind.org. So that was yeah. like a, oh, okay. that's Bye. amazing. 
yeah we held out for a while it cost us a little bit but yeah that's too funny nice thing is however much it costs you and uh, Mm -hmm. hopefully you just get to keep it forever and keep on doing this but if you ever have to sell it you know you could probably sell it for the same amount or more so true exactly it's an investment let's think of it exactly that's what we just said today too we need to invest in a new webcam and i was like liz was like oh it's gonna be expensive i was like it's an investment we gotta (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love it i love it i love it all right we won't keep you for too much longer but do you have any advice for someone who is maybe struggling to feel a little hopeful or optimistic? I know we talked a lot about it, um, but maybe just one little message you would give to someone who is trying to remain hopeful. I think that the the, the biggest thing that I want to say is that if you feel a, a, a lack of hope, if you feel overwhelmed right now, that is very normal. And it means that you are somebody who's paying attention to issues that don't affect you. And it means you have like a deep and caring and beautiful heart uh, where, you know, these things are going to, you know, penetrate and they're going to make you feel uh, a certain way. And the reality is that the people that kind of scare me the most are the people where I'm like, you maybe are like not helping the world is the people who have a sense of false optimism they're Mm -hmm. they're they're doing what what dolly said you know she said we can't just hope for a brighter day we have to work for a brighter day and the people who are on the sidelines just hoping for a brighter day like that's not going to help anything and so just know that if you feel a, a lack of hopefulness right now uh, that is actually step one to making a difference because every single person who has ever made a difference, every single person who has ever solved a problem is because they saw that problem first and it affected them deeply enough that they chose to sacrifice to do good. And you do not have to go John Lewis on this. You don't have to go Gandhi on this. Like, uh, And even you know John Lewis wasn't going John Lewis on it from the beginning. He was just a kid who signed up uh, to, to support a, a local organization And he just got pulled further and further into this until this became his life's work. And so, you know, the thing that you feel overwhelmed by, the thing that you feel a a sense of hopelessness about, you know, ask yourself why it breaks your heart and then ask yourself what you can do about it. It does not have to be big. It can be making a donation. It can be researching activists who are already working on this thing. Um, And then when you start to kind of pay attention to those people who are the solution makers, you start to realize maybe we've come a long way on this. Maybe we've already been making progress and it's just not getting reported or I'm not paying attention to it. That internal negativity bias is blocking it out. And then as you support that work more, you go, oh my gosh, we're making momentum together. Me and this whole community of thousands of other people who feel heartbroken about this are making a difference together. And then all of a sudden you've created change and now you can't feel hopeless because you know that you are not helpless. You know that you can make a difference. And so if you feel hopeless, that's step one. I feel that all the time. And it just means keep going. Don't stay there. Keep going. Oh my God. I love that. Beautiful. Love that. Love that. Love that. So if people want to support good, good, good. And the amazing work that you are doing, how can they do so? Where can they find you? Do your plug. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think the best thing you can do, honestly, go to goodgoodgood.co uh, and uh, join our good news letter. That's our uh, daily good news 
newsletter where we just send out one piece of good news every day. Um, I think it's honestly, it's I, I don't write it. So I get the experience of just like opening up my inbox and reading it. And it really helps me start my day being like, oh my gosh, there's good in the world. Like even though <laughs> when I read the news in five minutes, it's going to feel like it's not like there are people doing good across a variety of different ways. And it's so inspiring to know all the different ways people make a difference. So it's like one good news story a day and then like a few more like linked to the bottom. Uh, that's the first thing. And then if you love it, if you like can't get enough of it, get the real print newspaper. It shows up in the mail. Um, it's eight bucks a month, I think. Um, and it's like such a treat to get snail mail. Um, and of course, you know, we're on social media and everything. One more time, that's uh, goodgoodgood.co. Perfect. Perfect. I can't yeah, wait to fun. order my newspaper. Oh my That's so exciting. Oh they are so beautiful. I saw pictures on your website and on your Instagram in it. I love the art in the middle. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, Thank I you. I can't I take any more. credit for it being beautiful. Our wonderful <laughs> illustrators and designers like do such a great job and I love getting to read it. It's so much fun. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so, thank so, you. so much yeah. for sharing your time and your joy yeah. and your energy with us today. Yeah. You are just so awesome and we can't thank you enough for being here thank you for the good that you do it's so infectious and wonderful um and it was such a no-brainer to get to come on the show and talk with both of you and i hope we can uh stay in touch and you can kind of keep me updated on all the good that you do and your community too i absolutely love what brandon said about hopelessness that when you feel hopeless it is the first step in creating change Um, I think so often I sometimes read the news and feel super hopeless and feel super down and it can be easy to get stuck in that rut but to take those feelings and to sort of channel it into making change and and getting involved love it it was so beautiful what a wonderful conversation I'm so glad that we got to have it today and I'm so glad that you in some way by listening to it get to be a part of it Brandon was so sweet. He was so kind. And I think his energy and his enthusiasm for goodness and for changing the world is so, so obvious through this conversation. And it was so awesome to meet with him and chat with him today. And go check out Good, Good, Good. They're yes. doing really, really good, good, good things. And Brandon is such such a kind person. He is. We're going to link all their socials in the description. And at the end of this video, go check them out. They're amazing. Awesome. Have a good, good, good day. We'd like to give a huge thank you to Annawaltz Landscape Contracting for their support of Courageously Kind. Annawaltz is a family-owned landscape contracting company in Berks County that has served Pennsylvania for over 35 years. If you're ready to get your landscaping project started, visit annawaltzlandscape.com or call 610-916-7070. Annawaltz Landscape Contracting, beautifying Pennsylvania one yard at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think might like it too. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Or check out our merch store at courageouslykind.org. Take good care, and we'll see you back here real soon.